0: Do you like to binge watch TV? Did you know you could binge listen to podcasts? Head over to electronicmediacollective.com where they have podcasts for days. You like podcasts about wrestling? They have that. Do you like podcasts about TV and film? They have that. Do you like podcasts about horror? EMC has that too. Do you like comedy? Do you like books? Guess what? They've got you covered. Head over to electronicmediacollective.com Pick your favorite podcast today. Hey, this is Clint Howard, and you're listening to Moose's Monster Mash. Everyone up, everyone in, time for the fun to begin. Come along with me, Lookout Bear, on a brand new adventure. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Michael B. Moynihan here. Zoobily Zoo's resident adventurer, Lookout Bear. I, along with my friends, Paul. Hello, Zoobaroos. And Billy. Welcome to the show. Have teamed up to bring you an informative and entertaining deep dive into the loving world of Zoobily Zoo, one episode at a time. So please, Buckle up and join us for... When you're in Zubilee, Zubilee Zoo
1: Zubilee. Zubilee Zoo Magic and wonder are waiting for you So come on with us now And discover the wonder of you Welcome to Zubilee
0: Zoo that's right. You can listen to the brand new Zoobly Zoo podcast, dropping the 1st and the 15th of every month, wherever you get your podcasts, or at electronicmediacollective.com slash Zoo pod.
2: You're
0: listening. To Moose's Monster Mash. (laughs) Happy holidays, horror hounds. No, I haven't lost my mind. It's just Christmas in July. Welcome to a new (laughs) episode of Moose's Monster Mash. I'm your host, Moose. Two guests for you today. One from Elm Street and one from hell. Uh, (laughs) Joining me is Hotshot Hassle and Haunted Hayden to talk about... uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Reunion from Hell 2. So please welcome Danny Hassel and
1: Hayden Newman. How are
0: we doing?
2: Yes.
1: Hey. I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for having us on.
2: Yes. It's pretty awesome to be involved in the New Horror film. So it was pretty fun. Pretty cool. So excited to talk about that and anything about Nightmare on Elm Street you guys want to talk about, we can talk about that too. Well, so um, uh, so yeah, you,
0: you're, like, the bulk of your career has been, I don't know, does it ever get old, talking
2: about... No. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's it called? Not really, just because, uh, what's it called, I'm just, I'm happy people still are, uh, people appreciate the old one. so therefore, it's like getting in a new band or something, you know, and I was in another band a long time ago, so, <laughs> now, we got, now we got some new stuff, and it's really cool.
0: Well, and... This, you weren't one of those guys that like really wanted to like acting wasn't your main goal you know just kind of oh here it is right
2: oh no definitely not like well what is it called when i was a young boy or whatever growing up no <laughs> oh not at all you know i was a jock i was like wanted to be the regular stuff army do the cop an astronaut whatever. I didn't it wasn't like hey mom and dad I'm putting on a show. And they're like what you know <laughs> that was that wasn't the deal. And then when I was about when I was 19, I started well maybe like 18 right when I got out of high school and I had to figure out what I was going to do. I got it I was playing football actually and then stumbled into the drama department and then discovered acting and then started Actually, just quit sports and play, and you know, started acting at like nineteen, and lived in Los Angeles, and took off from there. So, and here I am now, a million years later. You no, know, and then, yeah, throughout that Nightmare on Elm Street ends up being like a huge deal. That was a huge part of my career. I did some other like episodic television, some pretty big stuff, but nothing as big as Nightmare on Elm Street Four. So
0: See, yeah, no, so. It, it definitely you know launched and is still like, in the forefront of, not even just horror, but, like, cinema history. I mean, it's, you, you talk 100 greatest movies, it's right there.
2: Yeah, I, you know, what's funny is I, I always find out all this stuff, and I, because now that I, we can do cons, that's how Hayden and I actually met each other. There's, like, a cons, you know, like, a bit of a circuit you go on, and you can go and do, like, a tour and go to cons conventions, and, um, there's always people out there that know way more about the movie than I do. They're like, well, you know, there are some, i like, throw some shit. I'm like, all right. Like, yeah, it's right.
0: like, no, but thanks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I always was like, we are we were number one. We were number one. I was like, and then someone corrected me, you know, and I was like, ah, oh, shit. So then like a while back, maybe like a, not even recently, I'm talking like a few year, a year and a half ago, I was like, what the hell? So, yeah, we were number one, but we were only number one. I think for three weeks out of the year of 1988, you can put you know. And then for the final year, though, or at the end of the year, growth, whatever they call it, like you know what what where you were at, like box office growth or whatever. I'm pretty sure it was like 13 or like really high though, the highest ever of an independent film, not just a horror film, the highest ever of an independent film. And so it set all kinds of records for that as well. Not you know, what I mean, and so it was pretty cool.
0: Hey, end of the day, number one is number one. No, right. It's like I, <laughs> you know, like one hit I don't
2: right care on. if
0: you're number one for a <laughs> day, number one for a week. You're number one, damn it.
2: <laughs> right. no, I, have I really had to go look. I told you the movies that it was up against. It would blow your mind. Like, I can't, you know, huge movies. Like, you know, not only just huge movies, but movies that had studios behind them, not just independent film companies, you know, people that made those. Like, a movie on their own, so it it was pretty exciting, and then, obviously, after that, New Line Cinema exploded and was bought by Time Warner and blah, 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 blah. yeah, and the rest is history, (laughs) (laughs) well, there's fun to be part of a a big franchise, not just, you know, not just the movie I was in, you know, there's a whole slew of them, I was, I didn't come around until Nightmare 4, so, you know, there's a lot of them, and then, like, it's a pretty fun franchise, and then I'm I'm lucky enough to be involved with the ones that have Robert England as well. You know, not that you know the other ones have different actor and all that, but Robert England is you know the pretty he's he is a very very famous horror actor. Mm-hmm. Not just you know even even act as actors. I've been around a lot of famous actors, but Robert is a pretty big deal, man. He's like the Mick Jagger of like horror or whatever. That's what I always tell people. I
0: say I've seen. Actors get starstruck around Robert England. It's interesting.
2: Correct. Yeah, no, great guy, too. He's a very interesting guy. He has, like, great stories, and he has a great, you know, take on everything, because he's, you know, he's been in the spotlight for a long time.
0: Yeah, and yeah, he's one of those guys that whenever he takes on another role, at this point, it's, you always see Freddy Krueger. You don't see, like, you you don't see uh, Robert anymore. It's always... Freddie.
2: That's a curse, I guess. If you want to say a curse, I wouldn't say it's a curse. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't, you know, that's for Rod to answer. But yeah, I mean, to me, I, I wish he would play Raw I wish he would do uh, Freddy Cougar one more time. Because, I mean, once he's once he becomes so big like that, like how he is, it's almost like that he can only play that, you know? And I'm not saying that as, a, as anything. That's just kind of the truth, you know? And then now, I just want him to do it before he gets too old. I hate to say that but I I think I think you can totally pull it off oh yeah it would not even have to be scary it would just have to look good you know what I mean like it would have to not look like it'd (laughs) be scrap
0: yeah and I, I said it on other episodes but you know Robert has been in that weird predicament where unlike you know Leatherface and Jason and Michael Myers you can change those guys out all the time and right you know no one, yeah, you, you, you know the difference, but it, it's the, that that mask is the icon with Freddy. No, you can't do it. You, Robert is the icon, you know, and same same thing with uh Candyman, you know, up until this more recent one, you thought Candyman, it, always Tony Todd. So when you saw Tony Todd, he's yeah. Candyman.
2: Right. Even when I, now when I see like, I wouldn't know the other one, not to be like, I, I mean, I'm sure it's a great movie. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I haven't seen it. I, but yeah, you're right. Once, yeah, I mean that's that's just the way it is. I mean, you know, it's, I guess you could say it's bad, good or bad. I don't know, but yeah. Once you become like an iconic character like that, that kind of happens. You know? I say it's. A... But I mean, Robert's doing does well. I just, oh yeah. And I just wish to do another one. I wish they would. They could do it in outer space. I don't care. Whatever. Something. You know? No. No. <laughs> no.
0: No. Please no. <laughs> <laughs> I do
2: Hey, everybody
1: else has been in space. I don't want
0: Freddy in space. Now, I will put a caveat on that. If it's an in space dream sequence, I will take it. But I don't want Freddy Krueger in space as a movie. Now, if he wants to fuck with somebody in space in their dreams, it's all good. But we're still grounded on Earth, so it's not technically an in space movie.
2: No. Yeah. That's how, you know it's fun. It's, it's fun to do the cons with them. It's, it's fun to go out and convince you know go out and do conventions. That's why I'm pretty excited. Like hopefully like the movie that Hayden and I just did. Hopefully we get it rat- completed or whatever. And we're all supposed to be in Lexington, Kentucky. I think it. Uh, I'm Scare It's called Scarefest I'm trying to remember the dates, but it it would be a really fun time because it's just you know because Lisa and I are in the movie as well. So it's like it's kind of fun and marked out. Cap- I missed all it's like a nightmare on Elm Street we' like it's a reunion from hell too but it's like nightmare on Elm Street reunion it's like heart reunion I was say it's a reunion within a reunion
0: <laughs> right now Hayden I know you're a yeah. big elm Street fan yes when did uh when did you uh discover
1: elm Street as a franchise um I would say I was probably six or seven. Yeah, and I'm wanting to. If I remember correctly, four is actually the first one I saw.
0: Uh, so yeah, I, I, one. That, that tracks because we're we're about the same age, so that would have been about the right. Uh, that's right when the franchise is hitting its stride, and it it wasn't so taboo to want to go see horror movies. You yeah, know, you know, they'd finally kind of hit the mainstream, and yeah, by the time you got. Uh, like, 3, 4, and 5, Elm Street had really hit a uh, new stride. Like, it was scary, but oh, it was yeah. fun scary.
2: I agree. I think 3, 4, and 5 are, like, have continuity, and they aren't scary, like you said. They are scary, like, to little kids. Like, like you know, you guys are pretty insane at that, that age, but, like, like, number 4 was... I can't really say that it was scary as, like, number 1 was supposed to be. Number 1 was... You know, almost like a terror because, like, a, yeah. you know, a really scary thought more than a thing that you saw. Him, you know what I mean? You never even saw Robert. That's why I to make a joke because it was just him in the shadows going, Bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? "It wasn't like it wasn't Robert England on the beach with sunglasses doing a scene." You know, it was like Freddy Krueger. So that's what I mean. By the time. by the time I came around it was not corny but it was more fun like you said it was it was scary yes there were jump scares and trippy scenes and gore and slashing and all that but it wasn't Robert wasn't like a super gnarly boogeyman like he kind of originally was and he originally was but it, it just ended up working out to be like that like you know, almost like, almost like, almost like a character where people, people didn't care. They wanted to see Robert more than they could. You know what I mean? They were like, they couldn't wait for him to come back on screen. And oh yeah, be on screen.
0: So at that point it was, uh, you know, l- let's see who he's gonna kill, how he's gonna do it, and right. sign up for the one-liners.
2: <laughs> right, right, right. So ours was like he had a lot of one-liners, especially the movies. I, you know, actually three, four, and five, he has. Wicked cool one line. Mm-hmm. They're like the people quote them. There's key memes everywhere. You know? Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So, it's like lunch pick, whatever. But uh, what was I gonna say? It. Robert Ewan or Nightmare and whatever per se, we gonna play You know, the one through six or whatever. The, the uh the kill count is like forty or something. It's super low. And the other one, Jason and uh or Myers and. Friday the 13th, it's like up in the 300 or something. Or I was like, no way. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot less. Robert has like way less kills. So it's kind of like an honor to be killed by Freddy Krueger because there's not that many.
0: The other guys tend to go more on a uh, killing spree. Whereas, you know, right, correct. Freddy's more like the <laughs> right, uh, targeted right. killer.
2: You know, mm-hmm. and... Yeah, Nightmare, Nightmare 5 has, like, three... That's it, or something, I think.
0: Mean. Something like so that, yeah. That's pretty cheap. I
2: didn't really re- realize that until way later, when it was, you know... And I'm like, oh, you know. But uh, but that makes it kind of interesting, too. That, that makes it kind of interesting, I guess. Too. But, yeah, I
0: mean, like, you look at Jason, his average is probably 10 per movie, minimum. Right. You know, and that's just right. the people at the camp. You know, not counting, <laughs> you know, when he's away from the camp and on his way back. You know, anyone right. in, in his way. Same thing with Michael Myers. You know, anything in between him and his house. Uh, <laughs> whereas with Freddy, it's he'll pick like four or five people. Like, you're easy targets. Let's go. Right. He,
1: he has fun with it. I think he only killed three people in the first movie.
2: Right. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what someone. Yeah, that I, we were just talking with them. It was very, yeah, it's, so it's more psychological, or he it was. He's supposed to be like complete, you know, like the psychological thing versus a slash. But um, but you know, I I also what is it called during the eighties? There was I was when I was doing my research. One of the Halloweens was number one as well for like a week or two as well. Same year, same year as uh, Nightmare Four. Yeah, Halloween Four.
1: Yeah, it's Halloween Four.
2: It was, it also, they were, they, were, they weren't They were together, they weren't at the same time, they were like months apart, but I think Halloween 4 was actually probably, I think before, yeah, we were like, we were like the end of the year, so anyhow, that Halloween 4 was actually number one for like a week, um, during that time, it was but, a good uh, year but it horror. did not tear the box off, oh, that year was the craziest, if you had the movies that, year, like the competition did this, Roger, who framed Roger Rabbit was out that year? Yeah. Tom um, Cruise had a movie that did. It was so funny. I think Rain Man was like this super expensive movie with Dustin Hoffman. Right? Do you guys remember that movie? Yep. Rain Man. Definitely. All- oh yeah.
0: Definitely. Definitely. I, I might that be movie. wrong.
2: I think it won Oscar, but anyhow, it was Dustin Hoffman, blah blah. But he also did this movie called Cocktail that year.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Or whatever number it, it did the numbers it did like at the box office like. I think Rain Man was, like, way down there, but Cocktail was, like, number 13 as far as, like, gross sales, like, throughout the year. So, it's, like, and, you know, and then, like, Nightmare on Elm Street, we're up there. Nightmare on Elm Street's definitely, I think, like, pretty high, you know, but there, if the movies that year are big, I think Good Morning Vietnam. I don't No, there's just a, 88 of the movies, if you see that were out that year. Oh, Die Hard, the first Die Hard was out that year. So you were up against a really stiff competition. Dude, mm-hmm. and just to be in the game, it was just a make some little horror film called Nightmare Street 4, the fourth installment, was in there, you know, as far as actual box office sales.
0: And so, yeah, at that point, just to be invited to the dance would be an honor. I mean... Right, yeah.
2: <laughs> Die Hard was huge, you know what I mean? And it's funny, because later on, Rennie Harlan, had, I believe, directing Die Hard 2, I think. I might be wrong, but that's the director of Nightmare 4. He ended up directing, I think, the second sequel to Die Hard, so...
1: I think he went to Die Hard 2 right after Nightmare 4.
2: So, yeah, it was a good launching pad for a lot of people. Oh, yeah.
1: Except me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I heard you in another interview recently. It was on uh, Happy Horror Time. They had asked you about uh, the wire scene. And uh, you guys were talking about, uh, you know, the different cuts about how, you know, it was going to be X-rated over here because it was just too gory. And uh, I wanted to talk about that for a minute. Can you uh, c- can you imagine, but looking at, like, today's movies, that little scene
2: is too gory? No, and it was actually a good scene, right? Like, today, I mean, even gory, like, you know, even back then they had movies that were already, like, people's heads getting cut off and blood and blah, blah, right? But I think it was just whatever, man. I don't know what happens when people get, there's like some kind of power trip in there. But yeah, the whole super cool thing was we really didn't know how we were going to do it. But so we made the wire, the wires were supposed to like go into my skin. So the way we actually did it was we put the stuff in and on my skin. And then there were three guys, This practical effects, three dudes like off camera over there while my arm is over here and the camera's here and action. And then they pulled the wires out, and then they, and then the wires, so the wires like went around and came out of my arm, and so then they go back in and, and took the film and re- and made it, turned it around, and made it backwards, so they ran it backwards now, so now the, the little, the wires looked as though they were like, you know, coming alive and going into my skin, and they were like, oh my God, it looks amazing, you know, even then they were like, this works, you know, it was kind of like a guess, you know, we weren't really sure if this was going to work. And then so everyone was super stoked on that. So then it was like great, we figured it out I figured that out. You know, so then it was like we're doing face, the legs, the all this. And then it got down to editing and then they were like, No, we're not gonna let it that is a and everyone was crushed, you know. We were like, What are you talking about now? You know, like that, and so whatever. And then if you actually watch the movie, if I like some people would never know the fucking difference. They would never know what I'm even talking about. Because if you watch the movie, because even me, I was, like, waiting for the scene. And then I was like, oh, they still kind of fucking show it, dude. It's like, you know what I mean? So what happens is, like, it's like, the, you see the wire. It comes out. And so it's getting close to my leg. And then it's, like, cut to my face, in my leg. Instead of, like, it, you know, penetrating the skin. And apparently, like, all the Euro fans, they, they have, the, they let it, they have the uncut version. <laughs> it's on, like, VHS. So all the. Super hardcore fans that have VHS. That if they bought VHS, apparently may have the uncovers. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard some stories, but so yeah, that's the whole. thing. that whole that was a holdup because I was a death scene. It was going to give the movie an X rating, and they so they went with that. And then and editing is so fast that you're like, if I told you this. This is now you know the story, but if I didn't tell you, you would have no idea. You would still there. Oh, that was a badass death scene. You know what I mean? Because like the way it still came out super badass. That's all I know. Because I didn't even, you know, once I watched the whole thing in the movies, I I was like, okay, you know, it still looked amazing. Yeah, that whole gag where we did where it actually went in the skin, that you know. But yeah, it's such a super fast cut. It's like, you know, me screaming. And then the wire's like right next to my skin, back to my face. And it's in, then it's already in my leg or in my face or wherever the fuck, you know. It's like they did it for the whole death scene. But it's still, there's a lot of screaming and a lot of other graphic shit where my skin peels off and all that. You know what I mean? It's like So, like, my whole face peels off and all that shit. So, that, I guess that's cool, but no wires in the skin, you know, so.
0: Because that's too much.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, whack jobs yeah you know. but yeah the cool thing is too is I got I got you uh, out of you know doing the whole franchise and being in a couple of the, you know movies doing the con thing ended up you know luckily I was out in where where, where did I meet Hey where we meet Hayden at uh,
1: at Tidewater outside. in Virginia Beach
2: Norfolk Virginia so we're in Virginia and we were at a convention and we had like a couple of Elm Street people here and Hayden was at you know so we were just Two booths next to each other, and then next thing you know, we're talking and became friends. And then, like over over like a few conversations, like, you know, and, he, and Lisa would, had already been cast in his movie. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, he's like, oh, you know, hey, would you be interested in being in this this horror film? And I was like, of course, you know. What I mean, so then it was like boom. And then next thing you know, we all went up to Tennessee in the Smoky Mountains in a cabin and hung out like band camp friends and made a cool little horror film. <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm so yeah. looking it, forward to it it looks, it looks really good man i'm telling you it looks really cool it looks really good and it's a sequel so there's another one out there if you want to check that out too so did you watch the first one it's hard to see i've seen parts of it because like it's hard to get like streaming or whatever. i don't have a hard copy or anything but you know i've heard all you know i got the gist of it and everything so send that man but, a uh, copy i like i don't know I- <laughs>
1: yeah i'll have to send him one or give yeah. him one the next time i see him
2: Right. Well, that right now there's now he's starting to have them. I what's funny is I didn't even I I didn't even watch Nightmare on Street two, for years, until I met you know Mark and was like, <laughs> and, like and everyone was like you don't know the movies and I was like no I don't you know what I mean like I know the ones I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters, right? <laughs> well, I hate to say it sometimes. You know, I'm just joking. Sort of. But no. I. But actually, like, it didn't matter. For Hayden's movie that I didn't see Like, because people ask me that all the time. Well, You can study the whole thing. I'm like, well, no. I mean, if you bring it, if you, you know, I've already done it. I was in Nightmare 4, the same kind of thing. I took it the same way. You have to make, like, if you prepare, if you do that, like, you know there's a backstory, I think you act different. You know what I mean? You might... You pretend like it's fresh, like you don't have a backstory. You're like, there isn't a movie. You're just, this is the first movie. So, well, you your know, character is
1: fresh. I mean, I was, I was mm, just gonna say, it, it, it's your correct. character was never mentioned in the first film.
2: So that's why it was pretty cool. <clears throat> you know, it's not easy per se, but yes, I didn't have to like know everything or have like a backstory or, you know, I don't know spoilers, but I might live in this one too. So who knows? Nothing like nothing like not getting killed and then coming back and then possibly being one of the first people to get shwacked in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought a bad formula, though. Well,
0: there you go, Hayden. If he makes it out of this one, you got to kill him in the next one. Keep the tradition alive. <laughs> uh. <laughs> right. Survive,
2: die. Survive, yeah. die. That, that's
0: his uh, movie career.
2: Right. I was actually in Simon & Simon, if people remember that show, like, 100 years ago. It was a really cool... Television show called Simon and Simon, and then insider trading was a real thing. I know we were supposed to be like young lawyers, or whatever. And I had
1: some information
2: on, it. and then yeah, I get killed, right? So there was like I had a very small scene in the beginning, and then I get murked you know, I get killed, and now like the two detectives, the guys, are like you know solving my murder or whatever. But there was, you know, we had a few scenes, not not with those guys, and then just like we had me and actually it was Rob Estes, if you know who that is, you yeah, had it. it he was on a show called Silk Stockings. He was a pretty big actor. But um, yeah, so then my death, you know, I was like, kid, got killed, you know? So like now we go to like Hollywood Hills and we got this car and it was all fake, you know, upside down. Like I got, it was a fake crash. Like, you know, I was killed, but they made it a very car crash. And so now they're zipping me up in a body bag and I just couldn't stop smiling the whole time. And they're like, there he is. It was like, it was, you know, when you're dead, you don't smile. You got to look like a corpse, you know. So that was my first time playing a dead person right off the bat. <laughs> I was like, you got to really concentrate and pretend that you're dead. So no giggling. No giggling. <laughs> Night of the giggling corpses. And I was in a body bag with face. They kind of give you makeup to make you look like a little, you know, dead-ish, you know, not so the color vote or whatever. It was, but it was classic. But then, there, you know, there was like a wicked close-up on my face as they zip it up, and I was like, and then, like, the second time, they're like, hey, stop fucking smiling, and I'm like, "All right, Fine. Yay, hard (laughs) concentration.
1: (laughs) If you insist. (laughs) I don't know that I could do a scene in a body
0: bag. (laughs) Right. As long as it's a quick one, I think I could. Like, I have mild claustrophobia, but as long as it's not going to be, like, an extended period, you just gotta black it, you know, zone out, like, you're doing an getting an mri then yeah home free before we get into ring from hell i heard you talk about something else um danny that i, I want to ask you about did i hear you do stand-up comedy
2: well there was a time i did i went by hot shit hassle no i was like a stand-up comedian in seattle for like more than i should say you know what i mean like quite a few years not a couple years and then Came down to LA, did it for a while, and I've you know been been on like a headline a few times, not just open mics, but a few headline shows here and there, and like toyed around with it for a while. And then when COVID hit, I kind of haven't been on stage, and then haven't pursued it since. And then now it's still out there, but you have some. There used to I have a YouTube channel. It's not like you know, there's so many good comedians now, and like man, I was I don't know, it was just like. I started in Seattle, like I said, when I got out of the military, I was, I was, I was banned, I did a bunch of artsy-fartsy stuff, I was in a band, and I was like doing stand-up comedy, because there wasn't a lot of acting gigs long, and you know, that wasn't, people weren't calling me for any acting gigs, so I did it, and so, anyhow, yeah, it was really, I've done quite, you know, I did all right, I did all right at it, yeah, it's super competitive and super fun, like, I've had some really good nights, and it's been really fun. You know, I've done. I've, I've done a lot. <laughs> that's what's, what I hate to say. I've, oh, I've been doing it for ten years. You know, but yeah, I've done it for a lot in LA, in Chicago, in uh, obviously Seattle's where I started. But yeah, quite a few cities. You know, just drop in and do an open mic and stuff. When I was, or when I was doing it more, I had like a little. I, you know, it, it's it's a lot of fun. It's like you work on your material. That's like work on your. That's what you do. You work on your material and then. Get up and then you get your five minutes or three minutes or whatever, or you get a headline and you know you do your you know twenty minutes or whatever you have. And sometimes I've done really good and sometimes sometimes I've done really bad. You know, what I mean? like, it's just like it's the nature of the beast, isn't it? You're just like wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't do crowd work. It's hard to read. I mean, it isn't hard to read a crowd, but if you don't, there's just so many people that are so good now. For me, it's just so intimidating. You know, once I jumped out there and was doing it and then. I kind of pulled back and now I watch a lot of comedians and I'm just blown away all the time you know how good and how funny these guys are and it's funny because when I was in Seattle when I first started this is years ago I can't remember when I first started but what I would do is I would sneak in after they would start and kind of sit in the, in the wings so they wouldn't even, I wouldn't pay because there was a bar upstairs and was the, the stage the underground was downstairs and uh, it was called the comedy underground I'm sure it's still there um but um, what's it called? uh The owner, I think his name. I can't remember what his name was. But um, uh, one night he just comes over and he he like slides me a chair. He's like, "Look, you know, here, do you want to watch?" And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I want to watch everyone, you know." And I would watch from the wings for a while, and then I actually got enough, you know, I had my I had material that I was material, and I you know start doing open mics there, and then started performing, and then from there I would, yeah, like I said, yeah, you know. It, there's comedy clubs all over, man, if people want to do comedy. I don't know how much money's in it. You could travel and do it. It's like being in a band, you know? You can definitely go and go all over and do it. It's pretty fun. I always tell people it's like the most punk rock. It's like, punk rock is punk rock. Yeah, like, rah, rah, rah. comedy is just, it's hardcore. It's punk rock. You're just so out there by yourself, you know? And then you got these guys that can kill it, you know? Guys and girls, you know, that are super funny and can have ten thousand people or even a small room and just killing it, you know, they're, oh, yeah. they're awesome. I've seen just so many funny people. And then there's the the comedians that are popular right now are are great, man. They're great. So what did you do in the uh service? I was a an army ranger. I, um, I have so many I have so many different interesting stories. I have a lot. I wore a lot of hats. and never like I don't know what my deal is, but whatever. I've definitely done a lot of stuff for you know what I mean? So um uh, what's it called? Yeah, I left Hollywood after 9-11 and became an Army Ranger and went overseas and again, did a whole bunch of crazy stuff over there. I don't know if you know what the Army Rangers are, but uh-huh. uh, just got lucky. Didn't ever get hurt. I was in a lot of, you know, like I said, spent a lot of time in combat and then uh, just came back from that and then now I have friends from that world that are so impressive and have done so well for themselves. It's like, it's really inspiring, you know, just to you know, be, you, you know, once you come back from something like that, just to be like the best person you can be or around everybody, you know, instead of going down another route where you can become extremely depressed and yeah. end up being a guy that, you know, there, there's just there's two sides you can go, I guess, you know what I mean? So I just, I'm proud of the guys that I, I, I know that are doing well and I kind of would love to try to be the same and emulate that and be some kind of, some you know, that, a success story versus the guys that come back with, you know, issues. Or I end up having issues, you know. Because it, it was it was a crazy life. It was a crazy, weird decision um, to become an army ranger and go overseas and go yeah. do that. And it was just a complete left turn from Hollywood, that's for sure. Because you can, I mean, in real, yeah, I, in the movie and all that, I can look like a soldier and kick your ass. But in real life, it's pretty fucking scary. <laughs> and so... I just got super lucky, super lucky that I didn't get hurt. And I know a lot of, you know, you know, like I said, I know a lot of people that did get hurt. But, but I'm not like I'm not like a super political guy. I don't really want to talk politics ever. I just got the decision I made. You know, yeah, not for everybody. So. I'm not a big flag waver like USA. I don't, you know, I don't wear a veteran's hat and walk around and talk about, like, how cool you are. So (laughs) I kind of keep it to myself, you know. It's just something I wanted to do. That's it. You felt like it was something you
0: had to do, and you did it.
2: Right. I was one of those guys, you know. Now that I'm done, it's just like, would would I tell young men or women to do that? I still would be like, it has to be your decision. I'm not going to say, yeah, that's good (laughs)
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: so. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, it was a complete. Yeah. So. You're welcome, you guys, for your freedom. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> it's been a great month to talk about it too.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. What's it called? Uh. Yeah. Even the movies, like some, like I have friends that are in, you know, doing well, like with, in, you know, documentaries and things that are like very serious subject matter and like. Horror films, comedy—not not, not most—not the most important things in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like—it depends on who you ask. I don't really care. Right, right. I don't. I, I, the way I look at it, like the fact that Hayden put me in—I'm always grateful that people want to still call me and put me in movies or even hire me as a for acting. And so I'm just super stoked to be there, you know. So I, that's why, like, it, it's a tough business. It's a hard business to get people to uh, <laughs> to call. Old actors, you know, they want young people and all that. So it's like when people call me, I'm like, hell yes, let's do this, you know. I say
0: because I, I don't, I don't put this out there very often, but uh, you know, I, I have my own mental issues, and horror films help uh, put those to bed quite a bit. You know, it's, it's very, uh sure. You know, it's its, its own form of Understood. therapy. So, you know, right, it, it, just about every form of media has its uh, place in that like echelon of importance and it's funny because like you'll hear people like oh it's just a horror film it's like "Eh, is it though because somebody's just a horror film could be that one thing that really turns somebody else's life around
2: but i did that i totally agree and i like uh, as far as a parallel i agree i say the same thing with uh with a song or a music or you know what I mean or a, the, that movie that for an hour and a half you were watching that movie and enjoyed it and, and whatever else was good everything else was you know what I mean you don't know, think about whatever else all the problems in the world were like oh you just got for an hour because you were watching yeah yep. right so that that part of it is you know untouchable that's rad that's what you know so yeah so cool you know what I mean so that's what you know that's the point of it so you know that. I don't. I do. T- it's hard to say. Oh, I always take it serious, but no. I just want to be. You know. I hope. I hope people check out our movie, and I hope they enjoy it. Like you know. I. I like we just talked about. So. You know that was the point. You know. So it was. Pretty, I think it'll. I think it'll do well. I just. I like the way. It, I've only seen parts of it. And. And um. What was I gonna say? And there was just a really, really good attitude when we were filming. You know, it was a lot of fun. So.
0: What was that, Hayden? Usually,
2: when everyone's getting along.
0: We've talked about. Reunion from Hell, and listeners, feel free to go back and Uh check out that episode and catch up on that. Give us the overall elevator pitch of Reunion from Hell 2.
1: Well, uh, 2 picks up two years after the events of 1, and uh, we are all going up to the family cabin to celebrate Christmas, and there is a reporter that is very much harassing Riley and his family that's <laughs> played by Mark Patton. And he did a fabulous job of in that role. Um, and we get up there and we slowly start to figure out that it, the events are happening again. So by the time we do figure it out and get the, 100% it's happening again. It's, we don't have time to process it. It's time to fight. Like, literally, we're, in the first film, we had time to process what was going on. In the second one, when we finally confirm that it's going on again, we don't have time to process it. It's, it's time to fight for our lives.
0: Well, and from what I've seen, cinematography has been stepped up. Special effects have been stepped up. Like, everything is stepped yes. up from the first movie. this, has a dark, you and I, like like we talked earlier, you and I talk a lot. Um, this, and I've said it many times, this has a much darker overtone than the first one.
1: Yeah, well, you know, with the first one, I like to say the first one, you had to introduce the characters and their backstories and, you know, why these characters are this way. And with the second one, with the surviving characters, you get to meet the new characters, but their backstories kind of follow in. So we don't have to go in such detail. And we really got to cut loose on the second one. I really did. got to cut loose. Um,
2: I haven't seen it edited, but it's, I think it's fast. It has a pretty fast pace, right, Hayden? I would say. Oh, yeah.
0: You know, just looking at the trailer and some of the behind the scenes shots I've seen. Because, I mean,. Okay, yeah, Hayden, you know, I've been helping promote this damn thing since the beginning. Uh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's, it's super intense, super fast-paced. I mean, y- you have that scene with uh, uh, Lydia where she's, like, super emotional on the floor that's just uh,
1: insane. Watching her film that scene was, I mean, I was blown away. To see her go into that hysterical, emotional place—it's
2: it, like I said, it was like the uh, what do I the, the the there was just a good like the whole crew was like a bunch of good. It was a good good lot of people, you know. Everyone was like a good bunch of sport. Everyone was going to be a good sport as far as you know. Because it wasn't like I said, we were, <laughs> It snowed on us, you know. Yeah, I mean it wasn't everyone we were like in a cabin. It could have been scary, whatever, but yeah, we were there. We were, you know, snowed in for a week, so it kind of added to the element of the movie, you know what I mean? But, uh, but like I said, you had to be. A geek. I think when you make horror films, you got to be kind of a good sport. There might be a time where, hey, you know, you might be carrying some camera equipment, you know, <laughs> just because, like it's, you know, I'm just saying, it's not always sunglasses and high grass. All you know, as a, you know, as a it, when you're getting you know some smaller budget movie together it's not it's always you know you got to have some people that are good sports and everyone is yeah cool. and i mean like danny was saying we all lived together
1: for the whole shoot yeah <laughs> on, top of of a oh, on top of the mountain literally on top of the mountain and nobody <laughs> they got thrown off. Felt me. to tell us that.
2: No, that, no, it was like no, it was actually all good. It was that—that's what it was fun, you know. It wasn't. It was pretty fun. That's actually it was fun. It was a lot of fun. That's what I was, you know. That's why I think it's going to be. I think it's going to look good, and I hope it, I hope somebody, you know, who knows. I think it's. I, I. I think it's a good movie. So. Yeah. I'm excited for.
1: And I, I like to say instead of summer camp, we went to winter camp because we shot it right, during that's the that's winter. That. So. <laughs>
0: right it start out as so a reunion like a and end up with cabin fever
1: and i get to say too um danny's character is my character's uncle and uh there's a couple of scenes where he has to hold my character back <laughs> so, oh yeah from Amy, doing Amy, some
2: you want the mark's character is like uh over the top you don't know, really He's, he does a great job, and like there's a scene where there he does something, and now I, uh, Hayden's character wants to you know go at him physically, and I have to like hold Hayden back. Well, we shot it probably I don't know we shot it a couple of angles and probably shot it you know ten times you know a different, <laughs> so and each time yeah. you know we're going at it, so I'm like you know grabbing Hayden, pulling him back. So yeah, I, I <laughs> literally bruised the crap. He was like. <laughs> No, you got pretty good bruise.
1: Yeah, if I get to say I got bruises by Danny Hassel. So,
2: <laughs> so yeah, I No, so he got some like I was you will know, be we weird you know, it was uh he was like gonna attack Mark, so I had to like pull him off Mark, you know? But uh so yeah, I beat I beat Hayden up one day for to a couple like ten good like, you know, a good hour. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it was fun. It was a fun movie. It was like it and it, it like I said, like, I like the way it looks. It's almost, you know, I mean, I, I think it's going to, like, I like the way it looks. So it
1: looks good. And I have to say, Mark was a trooper during that, because that was the very first scene he shot on the movie.
2: Yeah, we would, no one really knew how, how it was going to go, you know, because we were, like, you know, those nights, night, usually horror films are night shoots, you know, so you have, like, weird hours. And so, and then, so it was, it ended up, it was, it ended up being fun, you know. It's yeah. Just, like I said, act. Acting can be like overrated as far as how hard it is, you know, but um, but horror films, like I liked, I liked it. It was fun. It was like I said, for me right now, it's great for me to promote, you know, a new a new movie. So it's it's fun. It's fun to be out there talking about something new. Let's say, what was it like for you getting and back so, in front of the camera? Well, I've done. Luckily, like, uh, like for a second there, my phone, I got once, I got two movies. I Hayden I got a movie with Hayden, and then I did another movie just previously. For, uh, called Nightfall and um, it was it, you know I, I'm not saying all oh, it was easy and all that but I mean it was a little, little choppy for me at first you know like choppy meaning like I felt a little self-concentrated conscious maybe I don't know but then once I started doing it I just was concentrating and trying to be the best actor or whatever and, you know Hayden's movie I don't have like a lot of deep heavy scenes you know and like I just have, you know, the scenes were like, you know, realistic. I just being like Hayden's friend, which we already are friends and whatnot. And then the whole, you know, and then there was action scenes that were really fun. Like there's Jeremiah, who was in the other movie. He was, he played there in my stunt scene in Hayden's movie. So we got to like do some fun stunt stuff, you know, which is stunt stunt work is always fun. So that was fun. But yeah, I did a movie right before I was with Hayden called Nightfall. It was, it was a vampire movie and. it. Who knows what's gonna happen and whether it gets distribution or not, but it's a really good looking movie too and um but yeah, it was it was fun. Fun getting back in front. I mean it's like, you know, like I said, I love when people wanna call me and put me in the movies. I'm like, yes, let's do this.
0: There's so much more I wanna ask about reunion from hell to, but I wanna wait until after it's debuted. So
2: Yeah, it it's fun. Well actually we're Hayden and I are gonna be in uh we're going to be in Savannah, Georgia here real soon. Like, uh, at the end of this month, yeah. we're going to be out there. and we're, So there's a haunt, um, in, in actually in Savannah on the 27th, what's the month, but I mean, anyhow, the end of the month, but, uh, in like a couple of weeks, Hayden and I will be out there. So if you, anybody in Savannah, come on out and we'll talk about, you know, we're, you know, obviously promoting reunion from hell too. And then if you want to talk about nightmare on Elm Street, we can do that to you. So, and
0: Danny, I'll start with you. Where can listeners, uh, keep up to date with you and follow you on social media
2: oh just go to Instagram Danny House on Instagram and that's it that's it you know, that's it until I make it until you want until it's not me really on Instagram anymore <laughs> 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 until I you know it's so funny back when I don't know you know Facebook everyone died but I had face I, you know I know it's hard to promote if you're super famous you don't have to do it but it's like if you're still whatever I still it's still me on Instagram you're gonna talk to me so, but prior, but not, it, hasn't on, it hasn't happened on Instagram, but on Facebook, I had a, someone do a fake account, blah, blah, blah. And then that account had more action than me. <laughs> and then I had relatives trying to chat with them, like, you're being so short. And I'm like, that's not even me, like, short me. Like, you're not even, you're being so rude. Why don't you talk back? <laughs> and then I told the big go, hey, man, you have more friends than me, This is terrible. <laughs> but anyhow but yeah so instagram just look me up on there and, and uh hayden
0: how, where can uh listeners uh keep up to date with uh you and I, I i can fill in the blanks for the movies
1: i am on facebook and instagram um both of them's hayden newman and actually my profile picture they're easy to find because my profile picture on both of them is a picture from behind the scenes of me and danny me, Danny, Lisa, and Mark behind the scenes of two on two. And
0: you can follow for updates and information about reunion from hell two on Twitter at reunion from hell Two movie or at hell reunion two on Instagram at, at reunion from hell official or join the reunion from hell Two uh, Facebook group uh, for more updates. Yep. And, uh, Behind-the-scenes information. And Mm -hmm. listeners, as always, you can find me and other great podcasters at electronicmediacollective.com or also on Twitter at Moose Media Inc. Uh, Just look for the moose. Thanks, Jesse. So, Danny, Hayden, this has been a blast. We'll have to get together again after the movie comes out and talk more about like favorite scenes and stuff like that so we can talk about it non-spoilery well i'll yeah. tell
1: you this much this film starts at about the how a roller coaster starts and then it just keeps going it doesn't slow down at all
2: hell yeah yes so be prepared no it's gonna be yeah. it's a fun movie it's this
1: can if you've seen the first one I will say this, too. This killer is more sadistic. This killer is more violent. Everything. I'm looking forward to it. Until next time, Horror Hounds. Mash on. See ya. Have Bye. See
2: you out there.
0: This has been Bruce's Monster Vage. Come back Or chills and thrills if you dare.